problems than the next incarnation of Odblion. Staying out after dark, for one thing. Will the great gates of the garden not be closed to you forever, little gardener? Unar raised the rain-speckled boar knife higher as Enax came closer again. She realized as he moved along the underside of the branch, with a brazenness only a chimera should have owned, that he must be what he claimed to be. With utter certainty, she knew she couldn't fight him and live. But he didn't know everything. The great gates were already closed, of course. Unar had climbed them. Edax eased himself down to the final branch between them. The flaps of a sodden, silver-star-embroidered indigo jacket hung loosely over his black tunic. Also hanging were the paired hems of a calf-length skirt, split up the sides to give him freedom to climb, while still appearing formal when he stood on a flat platform. She couldn't see if he was barefooted like she was, or wore boots. I came for that, she said, indicating the bundle below them with her knife tip, not looking away from him. And what is that, exactly? he asked. I felt it, when I was higher. I felt new life on the brink of being extinguished. A blind shares that power with all of us, so we can tend the garden. He dropped suddenly, suspended by clawed toes in front of her, upside down, with his skirt hems held in one hand, loincloth and concealed throwing knives showing, grinning, making her gasp. It wasn't right to have feet like that. Unar had heard rumors that those who served Orin, goddess of birds and beasts, were permanently changed in size and shape, but nobody had ever mentioned to her that the bodyguard of Ekis had the gray toes and talons of a sooty owl. Shall I fetch it for you? he asked whimsically. Yes, she said at once. What will you give me in exchange? What do you want? I have nothing but what you see, and what you see is owned already. A blind gives no gifts to the servants of her rivals. She owns you while you're in canopy, Edak said salaciously, just as my oats keep me celibate while I, one who walks in the grace of Echis, find myself in canopy. This is understory, Unar cursed. This is understory, she agreed. Your goddess-given abilities to walk sideways and upside down won't work here, will they? Your tears will melt neither bones nor iron bars. Why did you offer to fetch it when you can't reach it? You're a liar. You're wasting my time. His owl talons were able to encircle the smaller branch that he hung from, but they couldn't penetrate the bark of the gapax tree. New life on the brink of being extinguished. That bundle stuck in the tree fork could be the baby, Amiris, only fourteen days old. Unar had never met the baby's father, the merchant, Epitut. Amiris had fallen some ten hours ago. Everybody was looking for that baby, though. Epitut had offered a huge food reward. He'd even paid the servants of the death god, Atwith, in order to learn that the child's spirit had not yet passed under their master's eye. Unar didn't know Epitut, but she admired him for so desperately seeking a child who was probably far out of reach and alone in the dark, with death only a matter of time. Except that I have surely found her. Edax continued to grin and watch in silence while Unar stubbornly roped the wet, lichen-dappled bough of the great gapax tree. It was slippery, dangerous work. The tree was taller than seven hundred men standing on each other's shoulders, and falling wasn't the only risk. Understorians could be lurking anywhere in the gloom. 
Worse, the longer she stayed below the border of canopy, the more the arcane aura faded from her skin. By morning, the unseen magical barrier she'd passed through so easily would no longer admit her back to the high stratum that was her home. Ten hours since the baby had fallen. Perhaps Imeris's aura was gone already, but Unar had to try. Nobody had tried to get Unar's sister back a decade ago when Isen had fallen. Isen. Isen had fallen during the monsoon. Unar paused with her fists tangled in rope, remembering. The rain had seemed to hang, fixed like spiderwebs. Water ran off branches unpredictably. There had been dry patches in odd places, puddles in others. A man screamed that his dried fruit storage room was flooded and his fire was out, blaming the external stair tacked on by a neighbor. All of that fell away.